Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Isaiah 43, 22-28, we are going to be looking at the free gospel. So today's readings are coming from the ESV, so I encourage you to follow along. We are going to read the passage today, but again, it's helpful to follow along. That way, you can get a little bit more out of this episode. So Isaiah 43, 22-28 reads, Yet you did not call upon me, O Jacob. But you've been weary of me, O Israel. You have not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices. I've not been bur- I've not burdened you with offerings or wearied you with frankincense. You've not brought me sweet cane with money or satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices. But you've burdened me with your sins. You've wearied me with your iniquities. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us argue together. Set forth your case that you may be proved right. Your first father sinned, and your mediators transgressed against me. Therefore I will profane the princes of the sanctuary, and deliver Jacob to utter destruction, and Israel to reviling. So today we see a problem and a cure. So the problem is whitewashed tombs. So let's look at the context in relation to Old Testament rituals. So I talk about this all the time, but context is super, super, super important for our understanding of this passage and really any passage we study anywhere in the Bible, really, but especially in these prophecies as to why they're being given. So Israel right now is, and this prophecy is directed to Israel in the future from the time of that writing and Israel who is in captivity in Babylon. So since they're in captivity in Babylon, obviously, they can't go to the temple because there is no temple for them to go to. You know, they're in Babylon. So these Israelites, they can't make the sacrifices that they're supposed to. They're sacrifices as in the burnt burnt offerings, lambs, that kind of thing. So these Old Testament rituals, by law, they're supposed to do this. If you want proof of that, you know, look at Leviticus, Numbers, you'll get the idea. So the people of Israel, they had a wrong conception of justification. The people of Israel thought that they earned their righteousness. And they also thought they could earn it through Abraham. They basically thought that since they were descendants of Abraham, that they got free pass into heaven. And God's telling them here, that's not how this works, you know. that's You can't just... He points out, your first father sinned. God exposes the logic of both these arguments, this righteousness and this Abrahamic argument. God points out that in exile, they hadn't made sacrifices. And notice, though, that God says that sacrifices were not what he was looking for. So this is a little bit strange to us, because obviously Leviticus, pretty big book, Deuteronomy, pretty big book, really the Pentateuch, The first five books of the Bible, they're pretty big books, and a lot of them are dedicated to this teaching of the law. But God's saying here that that's not what he's looking for. So God points out that also that Israel's first father sinned, and the Pentateuch does a great deal of honoring these first fathers. So whether Isaiah, when he says first father, is referring to Jacob or Abraham, that's irrelevant. They both were sinners who were justified, this is really important, not by good works, not even by the fact that they were the beginning of this 
Abrahamic, this Israel nation, but they were justified by faith. That was how they were justified. So God looks for relationships in salvation. God holds each person accountable for whether or not he puts his faith in God. It's not he holds each family. It's not he holds each people group, each tribe. He holds each person accountable. So God shows the people of Israel that it's not their heritage or their priests who earn them a place in the kingdom. Just because you go to a church as a really good pastor doesn't mean you're a Christian. Jesus picks up on this theme in the New Testament, where he calls the Pharisees whitewashed tombs. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. This is coming from Matthew 23, 27-28. You are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but... Within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The Pharisees, too, they thought that they were justified through the works of the law. They thought that by keeping all these laws, commands that they'd set up, they thought that that would get them into the kingdom. They thought that they were full of piety, but in their heart, they were dead. If you've ever been to a graveside funeral, you see these beautiful beautiful graves, especially the tombs and the caskets that they're in. These caskets are are beautiful things to look at. And they do that because the body is not. And especially after a few days, the body starts to deteriorate. Now, with modern medicine, we can delay that. But if you go to a 100-year-old casket, all you're going to find is bones. It's really a revolting picture. And that's why we have those whitewashed tombs. We want them to look beautiful on the outside. It's an attempt to cover up the uncleanness on the inside. And that's what Jesus is calling these people who try and justify themselves. Those who try and make an outward showing, but on the inside, they're filthy. They have not been justified because justification is only found in the blood of Jesus. In our day, we have many who fall into this trap of self-justification. People believe that since they're good people, they have admittance into heaven. If you haven't realized your need for a Savior, realize that when you break one point of the law, you're guilty of breaking all of it. See James 2.10 for that. For Christians, we believe that. We believe that you are a sinner when you break one point of the law. But it also needs to be reflected in our actions. So we can't start living as Christians trying to meet quotas. So often we basically have this mindset of, well, I evangelized to one person this month, so I'm good to go. Next month, I gotta get ready. That's not how we as Christians live. We as Christians are free from the law. So it's not like, all right, we have one sacrifice to make this week, and then next week, it's a little bit of a busy week, we got two. No, as Christians, we are to live free and use that freedom to serve Christ. So, believers, we need to realize that we've been freed from the law for a purpose to bring all glory to God. This freedom that we have is not to meet quotas. It's not to just simply please ourselves. 
It is to use the freedom for the glory of God. And let's look at the cure for this self-justification. And that, of course, is Jesus Christ. The only way that people can have salvation is by putting their faith in him. In Isaiah's day, obviously, Jesus was not born yet. Those in the Old Testament, they were saved by putting their faith in God to atone for their sins. Not in the sacrifices, not in their good deeds. They put their faith in God. So while they didn't know exactly how God would do it, they didn't know that he would do it. What is important, though, is realizing that the sacrifices, the offerings, the Sabbaths, that didn't save them. They were instead to be fruits of their salvation, evidence, the manifestation of their faith in God. Today, Jesus Christ, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And as believers, we have liberty to glorify Christ with our lives. Isaiah 43.25 says that our sins are blotted out why? For our Heavenly Father's sake. We are to live for the glory of God. We need to live with the goal of showing the world the joy we have in Jesus. Christian, you're free. Now live like it today and tell those around you about the freedom you have. When you've got co-workers. You've got to share with them this glorious gospel. Tell them why you live with joy. If you aren't a believer, come believe in Jesus to save you and repent of your sin. And if you've got questions about this, please email me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. That's daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. I'm happy to show you how life can be found in Christ. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.